What's going on, football fans? Oh, my God. We are deeper into the season, and my excitement gets deeper every day. And my appreciation for you, the fans, gets deeper every day. This time, we didn't go through every single game. We said instead we're going to go through each division, and we're going to talk about the state of the race. Where are we? What's going on? And, of course, your buddy Keegan's going to be there. Say hi, Keegan. Hello. Oh, my God. I am so excited to get started. So we're not going to waste any more time. We're getting started with fallback football right now. Hello, hello. Whoa, 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 whoa. How's my sound right now? I feel like my sound might be bad. Oh, no, your sound sounds good to me. How's my sound? Your sound sounds like sound because that's what sound delivers. And this is a Bose ad now. Our new sponsor is Bose, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations. Dude, I wish. Can we <laughs> can we get that going? I mean, that's probably a fat contract, you know? Well, I think what happens is you start saying it. And then it just sort of, ha- and then they're kind of like, well, okay, I guess we'll pay him. I guess, I guess we'll give him something, you know? Talking about manifest destiny, folks. That's, <laughs> well, and you know what? Manifest destiny is great because it's just sort of not based on anything other than, you know, because I want it. And I think that's about where we're at. And you know what? I'm proud of that. That's well, you know the podcast what? we are. We cover football, and that's where a lot of football teams are at management wise so i feel like we're right on track if this is the world we're trying to succeed in you know well yeah it's just like you know what buddy who doesn't need football coverage if there are 32 football teams sounds like you got 32 teams of people plus the fans of those teams you know i mean i feel like everyone needs it so i feel like you know i'm just saying if we had been around you know during those you know deep days when if you know when when it was this sort of uh classification but uh we would have been essential workers i think it's clear i think we would have all i think it's clear because everyone needs to hear uh the essential the essential word you know almost i like would go church. so far as to say we are the most essential workers still can i tell you something love that love that preach baby preach there. I love it. So we really have to preach about, of course, is the excitement of the NFL. And feels like we're finally, finally starting to be able to get some clarity on who's good and who's not. Although there's still a lot of weird things going on. So it's like you we're, we're here in this point of the season where we feel like we know something, but there's still plenty of time for everything to flip on its head. So you kind of like you're cautious, but you feel like you have enough information to start really feeling out who's gonna be who's gonna be making it farther than you thought, and who's gonna be a bust, and all things like that. Yes, uh, I will also say there are teams every year that start out really strong and fall off. I think we all remember the Andy Dalton Bengals. Oh, started out like eight and zero for like four years in a row and never made the playoffs once. Well, that's not true. He was happy to lose as many possible playoff games as he could 
I think then weren't they also in a different period? I think this was good Carson Palmer or something like that. Didn't the Bengals set a record for like most times going to the playoffs and not winning or something like that? Carson Palmer, dude. How about I mean, that's that guy? Throwback. Get him like, back out here, you know? Well, dude, he was literally at the point where he's like, I would rather retire from football than play for you guys anymore. And people were like, Yeah, fair. Makes sense. I get it. And now here they are, three and one, leading the division. So uh yeah 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 do you want to start there is that what you're saying to me that's not even what i was saying i just happened that we were talking about it and i'm 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 thinking about the standings and they happen to be you know they happen to be on top of the division i mean i i i I personally want to start with the afc east if we might okay um and the reason i want to start with the afc east is because this is the place where you know one of the things i just said is you know I feel like we're restoring some sanity back into our lives here, and this is where I feel like sanity has been restored. Okay. The Bills are good. We don't need to worry about it. The Bills are really, really good. And, you know, I I think part of this, though, that we have to think about with the Bills is we kind of thought of this as sort of a super division, right? Yeah. And, of course, this is this is, it's too early to know 100% for sure, right? I get, you know, Tua is hurt. Although are we re- like we've talked about before on this podcast, are we really saying Tua and Jacoby Brissett are huge difference makers? I'm not saying that at all. I think this. I think the Miami situation is just, you know, what I talk about all the time. You need an offensive, you know, coordinator type. You need a strong offensive coordinator. You're Kyle Shanahan, so to speak, to be running your offense. If you're going to have a Brian Flores type guy. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck playing in these 17, 14 games. And if somebody scores 30 points on you, you get all the weapons you want. But it's like, but you got to call the right plays. Like, that's the thing that I think, like, gets underrated because most of these great players end up on great teams, as they should, right? And it's like, well, why are these bad – like, why is Allen Robinson not lighting it up as much as you want? Why is Odell Beckham not lighting it up as much as you should? It's like, well, because a big part of it is I have to call the right play, and my quarterback right. has to deliver an accurate throw to me. You know what I mean? And there's so many other elements to it. So, I, you know, and I think the quarterback play has been eh, but it's also been – I don't think the play calling has been particularly good when I've watched Miami games, and I just think no. they're missing a strong offensive presence. It's a, it's a defensive game, and – and, and, you know, you're not going to do that when a division with Josh Allen and, you know, obviously Mac Jones and Zach Wilson are being rookie quarterbacks. So it seems like a Buffalo division right now. And I mean, do you see this flipping around at any point? Um, I mean, it really depends. Like, I, I think what we saw from the Patriots this past weekend against the Bucks, which, you know, was obviously way overhyped and there's so much media circus going on around it and they're trying to like paint bill belichick and tom brady as these like larger than life comic book characters like professor x and magneto who are going like right and it's just like no they're just a bunch of rich guys sitting around a chess table clinking whiskey glasses like i don't think i don't think they really care what we you know what what sort of rivalry we endow on like that aspect of the game like i think they all want to win and yada yada but like it's not like tom brady went to the the you know, dolphins and they're competing like tooth and nail every single week to like get an extra win up on top of each other. Like their lives don't impact each other that much right now. They're in opposite divisions, you know, um, like Tom Brady didn't keep the Patriots out of the Super Bowl last year. Right. Um, yeah. If you're talking about, is it going to turn around? Like for the Patriots, 
they're still working on it. Like it's quite clear based on what we saw this past weekend. They're better than we thought because a lot of people thought Tom Brady was going to throw like six touchdowns against them. And, you know, Mac Jones was going to get, you know, throw four interceptions and it was going to be a billion to zero. And other people were like, oh, no, it's at home and the defense. And, you know, I, I you know, I, I was pretty aware that Tom Brady was going to get, you know, fucked up by that by that d-line because that's his achilles heel obviously is is when somebody's speed rushing him in the back killed um because he's not very mobile but the patriots are going to grow they're going to learn stuff in real time it seemed like they were learning stuff and figuring stuff out in real time on the field and um so i think it really just all depends i think we check back in in a month and see you know how it's all come together uh, one particularly devastating fact already is that they are one in three and they quite frankly could be four and oh right now. It's not, wouldn't have been too difficult for them. It was like a couple of moments that made that happen. And, you know, uh, I think this team in a couple of weeks is going to be better suited to overcome those moments. Um, when we talk about Miami, this is an interesting one because I think we all came out this year expecting them to just be fire to, right? Just like, be pretty dominant over most bad teams and 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 have you know you know clash of the titans with with good teams a la the chiefs last year where they picked patrick mahomes a bunch and made it a game even though they ultimately lost because Tua threw a bunch of picks too right um miami feels like they should have figured out more than they have by now feels like they've had multiple seasons now to 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 do the journey that the Patriots have been doing over the past couple weeks. And uh, obviously the, the, the quarterback room being so topsy turvy is, is definitely impacting their development. So uh, I do think they'll figure some stuff out, but it, it, it's worrisome to me for them that they have not figured out more yet, uh, particularly on that, on that defense and, and special teams. When we talk about the Patriots, I, I genuinely, I, I'm excited about what I see so far. I think Mac looks like one of the stronger of the rookie quarterbacks at this point, and um, he, he's he's cool. He's collected. I, I'm excited about him. I did point out a while back that I thought he was, um, you know, I, I thought he looked bored a lot in the pocket, and he looked kind of yeah pathetic. Um, I don't really see that anymore. He looks excited now. He's kind of got a little grin on his face, he's got a little smile, a little smirk. He took like a fat hit like a straight on hit from a blitzing safety with no coverage. And he got up and just grinned and they asked him after the game, like, wow, you took 12 hits. Like, was that hard? And he was basically like, ah, it's like backyard football. That's part of the fun of it. (laughs) I know. And listen, and that is fun. And he made a lot of the sort of like accurate throws that you expect of him. I guess here's, here's the situation for me, right? What is the difference between what the Miami Dolphins are trying to do and what the Patriots are trying to do. Elite defenses and don't turn the ball over offenses with weapons out on the side and quarterback, you're just not going to screw it up. And I feel like time after time, what you have to end up doing, it's not that this can't work, right? But what it is, you're seeing this with the Broncos right now with Teddy Bridgewater. You you got it. You got. You can't do what we've talked about a lot on this podcast, which is, you know, making sure like not letting Mac Jones off the leash or not letting two off the and doing these like you know these defensive type coaches. They like to do these conservative 
you know, short pass offense, nothing crazy, nothing wild, whatever. This year, I feel like they really have, like, been conservative, but also, like, you know, they had this huge receiving core before KJ Hamler got hurt. They were throwing deep bombs out to him and even, you know, so I, to Cortland Sutton. So I really think it's, like, something that you have to have as a philosophy as a coach, right, is you have to have some trust in the quarterback and let him go. Because here's the thing, at some point, right, an NFL defense is an NFL defense. They're going to stop three-yard button hooks and slants and curls at some point. Right. Well, you got to open it up no matter who you are, or what you're going to do, no matter how good your defense is going to be. Well, and I think that's what we saw this past weekend. We saw them finally working in the tight ends. We just saw them doing some interesting end zone plays. We saw them running that trick play to Jacoby Brissett, who I'm sorry, Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Meyer, Myers, who has a, um, a background playing quarterback uh, in high school. But I mean, that's the that's sort of the problem when you need a big play. You went to Jacoby Myers at the quarterback. Well, they ran position. that play with Tom. And, they ran that play with Tom Brady and Julian Edelman all the time. That's just something Josh McDaniels loves to do. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't see that as. I think that's just a fun element of the game, and the fact that they have another uh, quarterback turned wide receiver with which to run that now is is actually exciting for them. I think I'm not saying I don't. Going to be sorry. more of a, a high powered uh, thrower than than we've seen to this point. Um, he's still figuring out, obviously, like. He's making his reads and he's he's doing kind of, and 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 it's not really his fault. I mean, if you watch the play calls, like Josh McDaniels is doing some ridiculously conservative play calling lately, and that's yeah. something that that's something that's been sort of coming on for a while now, and even was was happening in the last year of Tom Brady's tenure in in um, New England. And uh, quite frankly, as a fan, it's getting a little freaking upsetting. Like it's almost to a point where it's like. Uh, might be over him. Might be over Josh McDaniels. Maybe well, he'll take that head coaching job somewhere else, pal. Well, so he's so they're he, it's very um Matt Nagy ish, where it's like, okay, we're gonna do this short, weird, terrible, conservative offense, but every now and then, oh, here comes the third of the quarterback. Here comes Justin Fields, or in this case, here comes Jacoby Myers with a little tricker. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's a tricky guy. And it's like, well, no, you just ran a terrible offense 85% of the time. And but the but what's what's gonna show as a highlight on Sports Center is the Jacoby Myers play. So then all of a sudden everyone is like, oh, Josh McDaniels, crazy plays. Oh my god. And it's like, well, if you watch the full game. It was like it will he would do like three button hooks and two slants before that. It was it's terrible, you know, and, yeah. and this is what's happening. And that and again, I'm not I'm I'm not even, you know, I've been like I said, I've been negative on Mac Jones. I'm not even saying this in a way of Mac Jones can't do it. I'm saying it in a way of like the it's it's a scheme thing. They're just not letting him do it. No, they're I not totally giving him the opportunity. I think they're I think they're treating him with kid gloves right now. And quite frankly, it's like they're trying to keep the ball out of the defense's hands and it's it's backfiring because I mean he's He's turned the ball over, I think, four times in the past two games. And, like, none of them are his fault. Like, they're all ricochets directly off the hands of his receivers. So, um, it's with almost like, well, if you're going to throw picks with the short game with these ricochets, then you might as well air out the long game and see what happens, right? Well, exactly. And with the long and short of it being, with all of the flaws that obviously New York has and – Clearly Miami does with Tua being out and just in terms of their offensive scheme and all that, right? You don't want to have been – you don't want to be tied with them at this point because you know it's going to be a slog catching up to Buffalo. You know what I mean? No, uh, so I don't think that we're – I don't think the Patriots 
I don't think it's in the cards for the Patriots to overtake Buffalo this year with with Josh Allen in his absolute fucking prime right now. Right. I will say though, I think the Patriots that you're going to see a month or two from now would have been able to win the three close contests they've lost so far this season when it was just this new, completely new squad this year filling it out. And you can even argue that that's Bill Belichick's flaw because he should have spent the year previous filling out the offense and and the defense, and then the, that unit would have more cohesion. You just could plug and play Mac Jones as opposed to having to like basically like run a summer camp where you're just like getting everybody to know each other like right off the cuff because you signed like nine new free agents this season and made new draft picks. Um, but I do think that that you're going to see a version of the Patriots within this season that could have won these games, and and that team is going to be pretty pretty stellar. Also, we're facing the Texans this week, so that'll cure what ails you. You know, that's it's very fair. I'm just doing this after every. This, this feels like I'm piling on you, but I'm just trying to do this after every uh, division. Mm-hmm. But as an FYI, just sort of understands playoffs for today. Bills would be the number three seed, and I'll do this with every. The Bills were the Bills would be the three seed, and the whole rest of the division is down at thirteen for Miami, fourteen for New England, and fifteen for the Jets. Got a long way to go, but uh, right now, right now, uh, you know it's a mess down there. But also, you know what that is? That's a lot of opportunities. What that is? Yeah. There's a big opportunity. Well, and, and you're gonna be fine. You're gonna you're and like I said, about- I agree with you that you're gonna win those games in the late years. And sometimes you say, well, are you, is it going to be a problem that you won these early games? If Miami's going to look like this, it's not going to be a problem at all. Right. Well, <laughs> you know? and when, you, when you point out that, that all, you know, most of the division underneath the bills is so far down, it's like, well, you're talking about three teams, two teams with rookie quarterbacks and one team with a backup quarterback. So, you know, makes sense. Gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but all, right. you know, all that stuff will change over time, obviously. But yeah, let's move on. What's what? What, what do you want to talk about? Next? Well, can we get to the shocker of of shockers, the uh, AFC North, where the Cincinnati Bengals lead? Okay, I know. I guess I mean there are there's three teams that are three and one, and the Ravens and the Browns aren't shockers. But it's just really interesting to see how the Cincinnati Bengals on my sheet are listed number one. It's very it's 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 fun to see. I'll tell you. I would also it. argue that the Ravens just completely choked away their one victory, and they by all measure should be four and zero right now. I don't know how they lost to the Raiders that first week. They literally got the uh, turnover on the goal line in overtime that they needed and somehow weren't able to come away with the win. It's but, true, but they also shouldn't have beat the the uh the Lions either. So you know. Well, I would say though I would say though also that's different because that is a, a player that you signed has a skill which is kicking and he kicked six six yard field goal. That's yeah, that's a skill. So, yeah. And that's Justin Tucker being the best. Like you, like it's just like when Aaron Donald gets three sacks, no one's like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, I mean, it's like if we all had Aaron Donald, we'd be able to do that. But yeah, that's that's why we got Aaron Donald. Well, exactly. And so right now, so with the Ravens, Browns, and uh, the Ravens, Browns, and Bengals being up at the top, do you feel like that? Obviously, that's not going to stay exactly where it is. But do you feel like Cincinnati can stay in the mix with those two guys? Or is this, I mean, obviously, it's going to add to us. We said before it's going to be a Baltimore or a Cleveland division. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland. we also – I mean, Cincinnati has the wins on the board. But, like, I mean, the the Thursday night football game between Cincy and Jacksonville was absolutely 
stellar football game. Like really great watch. Excellent plays, good execution, um, cool, uh, you know, new stuff displayed from the two rookie quarterbacks who were back-to-back first overall picks. Uh, at the same time, it's like the Jaguars are pretty much the get right team in the league, right? The Jaguars are pretty much, the t- and the Jaguars and the Texans right now are the teams you get to face and just like go like, okay, at least we're going to win that one. Uh, yeah, thank God. And since he barely won it, dude, I mean, barely, like this thing came down to the wire. They kicked a field goal, you know, so I don't know necessarily that we're going to see this type of powerhouse play when we when we face. I mean, who would you take now since he's playing uh, the Ravens? You know, I I would take the Ravens for sure. Yeah, that's not close, right? uh, Yeah, no, I mean, that's 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 the bottom line. And I mean, I think it's. I think it's good for Cincinnati to already be competitive in these games because, you know, you hate to see there are these teams that, you know, like <clears throat> the Jets, that suck and suck and suck and suck until the end of time. And it takes them forever to, you know, build up and be, you know, a good enough team to be competitive with all these other teams. I think that Cincinnati is going to be a quicker riser than these teams. You know, they already have a great wide receiver set. Joe Mixon is great. They've been drafting on that offensive line for a while. You know, guys like Trey Hendrickson. I think they let a lot of great people go. Like they let they uh they let William Jackson go to Washington where he's gonna be wasted. Yep. You know, they, they they let him go. It's 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 so it's tough, you know, it stinks. But I think that there's a lot of good there. So I think that this is obviously not they're not gonna stick around here. But the real question is, I mean, I guess so Cleveland is the favorite, but I don't you know, I can't help it. I know that they choked away the win, and they shouldn't have the other one. They get that. Sorry, Baltimore. I, 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 I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm saying incoherent things on purpose because I don't even want to say what I'm about to say. But I, ah, uh, I really believe in Baltimore. I really believe in Baltimore. I and didn't you put Super Bowl money on the Browns? I no, I did, and uh, but I don't know what it is right now. I feel like they're really. Lamar Jackson has gotten a lot of criticism for not being a great passer. And I, I think it's been a lot of bogus to begin with, but I think we've seen a new level of him as a passer. And, you know, we can say that Hollywood Brown on his bad day or whatever. I don't think that's going to continue. I don't see that being some sort of like issue moving forward. Everybody has a bad day. Everybody yeah. has a bad day. No, I mean, I, I'm, I totally agree with you. I'm super encouraged by that connection. I think they last year sort of moved away from the passing. Like two years ago when Lamar won MVP, it was like brah, passing, 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 everything passing, running, passing, running. He was just a powerhouse on all parts of the game. And then last year it was like they they got a little scared and they were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if we want to pass anymore. And, you know, Lamar, if you look at the fantasy, you know, numbers last year, he he dropped. He was he was well outside the top twelve for the first several weeks. And by like midseason, he eked into like twelfth place or something, but this was he was not passing in the slightest. And now it's like, okay, we've got some long balls from Hollywood, a bunch of them. We've seen a bunch of them. We know Rashad Bateman's going to come back. We know that Mark Andrews is a stud. So it almost feels like they they backtracked a little bit from what they knew worked. And now they're like, no, 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 we know. We know that worked. And, you know, that helped them beat the Chiefs for the first time ever. So that's very exciting. Uh, the first time ever, obviously, in this era. Oh. A lot of this probably comes out of necessity based on the fact that their running back room was decimated in a way that 
I don't think I've ever seen any running back room ever be decimated in my entire life. But I mean, it's, but I think, so that's a part of it. So now when you're working with, you know, Tyshawn Wallace, is it, I mean, it's, you know, you, you get, you start, you start to say to yourself, you know what? All right. We better figure out who's uh, in the receiving core. Better start getting yeah. it to him. Um, and obviously, you know, to talk about the Steelers, it's like, yeah, big Ben, uh, We've we've talked about it on this podcast. Should have gone a different way with that. He he didn't look terrible. He you know he had a nice touchdown to Deontay Johnson to start the game. Like, but it was just not. I mean, we we can all see this the Steelers as a big down downward arrow uh, right now, and and they're going to need to do some some heavy lifting in the off season to get back on track, especially because you. You might be in a this might be a super division. And the super divisions are all over the place now. Remember, everything was just a couple of years back, everything was always locked in. The Patriots are gonna win here, and the Seahawks are gonna win here, and, and right. like, so like we've got the Chargers making a stand and the Raiders making a stand. It's just like everything's so interesting now. Um let's move on. What's uh what's well next? one one last thing that I do want to just a small little thing, which is this. Because I'm so fascinated in dying to see this matchup. And the way this is scheduled, the Browns and Ravens don't play each other until week 12. And what I what it appears to be is they have week 12 and then a bye. And then they play each other again. What? Who would that? do that? Why would you do <laughs> I, that? Because they hate each other. I was looking at the schedule and it, that was the only week that seemed to skip a full more than seven days. So I think, so, but it was back to back Ravens game. So I don't think they did. It would be even worse if they did week than the next week, right? So I think what they probably did is they did a week and then the bye week and then they play each other again. Yeah, but that's but that's not until week twelve is the point. And so what's concerning to me is you know as someone who believes in the Ravens, I think the Browns are going to win this division because of what we talked about. The Ravens just aren't consistent enough, and they blow games and they'll have a stupid loss here or there and that's what concerns me is i'm just, I'm, I'm worried in a powerful afc that it's like they're gonna have too many stupid losses and then all of a sudden they're not gonna be in the playoffs and they're not gonna you know be where they want to be right yeah. it's, it's gonna be an issue no i i see that it's, it's like the consistency has been such an issue and when they're powerful they're so powerful but it's like you they don't have a complete offense it feels like you know it's like it's not like godwin evans brown like it's not it's not like that. It's Marquise Brown and X. So there's there's work to be done there. You should um, be trading for Marlon Mack. Put it out there. Ravens trade for Marlon Mack. Yeah, trade Easy. for trade for a heap of medical bills. Because um, he tore ACL. Let the man live. Okay, he's already in so much pain. All right. <laughs> Um, okay, AFC West, buddy. Uh, the Chiefs are still at the bottom of the AFC West after four weeks. This is hilarious. Wow, dude. Obviously, probably not gonna stand. Um, we can we can all see. I mean, who knows? I mean, I'll tell you the offense. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The rest of the teams look really good. The rest of the teams feel like every single one of them sat down and goes, what do we have? Like the, the bar has just become the chiefs. We've been coasting for too long. We got to do everything we can to go beat the chiefs or we're going to be under their heel for the next 15 years. Um, Which is true. And, and it's true. And the charge, oh, the chargers are, are my new baby in this, in this division. Cause 
they are just stellar on all sides of the ball. Their defense is fierce. They go up and make hits. They've got great uh, corners, great safeties. Um, they The D-line was getting penetration last night on every single play against the Raiders. I mean, they were just, like, wrecking the backfield. Um, and then on the offense, it's like Allen Williams, like, those are two devastating studs at wide receiver. My boy, Austin Eckler, looks like Christian McCaffrey 2.0 out there. Mm. Um, Man, I mean, this thing is this thing is exciting for them. They've they and and the new coaching staff, especially, you know, this sometimes takes a long time to put the puzzle pieces together. And they walked into second year Justin Herbert, who looks like fucking Tom Brady right now. You know, well, that and that's going to be a big thing. So now this is a situation where the Chargers have to do something. And you know, I'll tell you what, this is. I know that this is a mad influence, folks. I'm I'm not afraid to say it, but I'll tell you this right now. You know, I went in here. And I did a big L.A. Chargers rebuild that, you know, I was very, very proud of. Had a whole lot of fun with, right? And you make one or two big trades, and all of a sudden this team is really explosive. And I started thinking to myself, well, you know what? And I look at their books, and I say, look at that all. that Look at all that cap room that they have in there. And why is that? Oh, that's right, because they have a superstar quarterback that they're paying basically nothing. I know they picked him up top, but they, well, they Justin Herbert was not the number one overall pick, okay? Six. He was the sixth. He was the sixth overall pick. That's not some like crazy. It's the salaries are high, but it's not something insane. It's certainly not Patrick Mahomes' money. It's right. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And so you've got the opportunity here to do what teams who were really successful near you, like say the Kansas City Chiefs did, which is they paid Patrick Mahomes very little, and they paid a lot of money to Tyreek Hill, and they paid a lot of money to Frank Clark, and they paid a lot of money to Tyron Matthew, and they paid a lot of money. <laughs> To uh, as many Let's people as they possibly could. how much could. money they paid to Sammy Watkins, right? Right, exactly. They paid a, a lot of money for Sammy Watkins. Whether that was a good idea or not, they did it. They, they, right? they surely went they up there and did, did it. it. <laughs> Sammy Watkins it. is wealthier than he was before, and that's the fact. And, and so good for, and good for him. Hey, I'm happy yeah. for him. But, um, but, that's, but the point is, like, you've got to make some moves. Here. And, yeah, don't be afraid that some aren't going to work out. If you First of all, if you have some faith in yourself, right? You, I feel like it's an organization that's made some good decisions, right? You beefed up the offensive line, great. Okay, now's the time when someone's disgruntled. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for another prediction right now. So, for example, what you're gonna do is when the Pittsburgh Steelers are tanking out of their minds, you're gonna call up the boys over there in, in black that are already dying to get rid of Juju, and, they're gonna, and you're gonna say, you know what? Oh, we'll take them off your hands here in LA. There's nothing that Juju would want more than to do TikToks in LA. Okay. So everyone's going to be very, very happy. And he's going to say, Juju, you do all the TikToks you want, but make sure you catch that football. And he will. And he's going to get you some real nice touchdowns. And all of a sudden, you're going to look. That's the kind of stuff that I'm thinking if I'm in charge of a team like LA. If I look at myself and I say, wow, we got a great offensive line, we got a great young defense. I mean, a lot of older guys like Chris Harris, but Derwin James is young. Joey Bosa is young, right? You got Kenneth Murray is very young, right? Yeah. You've got a lot of great players there. I think this is a situation where, and you even see it, you saw it in Vegas. They got their draft picks, and then they, and now, and now you need to, now you have an opportunity to make some big moves. I think the opportunity is there in Vegas. I think the opportunity is there, frankly, in Denver, except they got to get the quarterback too. But there's so many teams sitting here and waiting, right? If you, you know, if you want to beat Kansas City, you got to do a little bit of splash. You got to make a little bit of moolah here. You got to make some moves, right? Make and, some moolah. And, and I, and I think that right now the problem with this is all these these are a lot of teams that are starting off successful and they're going to say, oh, well, look at that, call it a day. 
when this ends eight and eight, it's not going to be so good. Okay. And yeah. so I, I think that teams that are successful need to be willing to, you know, I have a winning record, but I still need to make some adjustments here. I still need to be better. Yeah. Agreed. I, I would also like to say that, you know, the Raiders, they're not, you know, everyone is singing their praises. I've been saying all season, I don't think they're as for real as everyone thinks they is. Last night, they looked extremely, I mean, they had some comeback in them, like, but they looked overpowered at every level. Wow, yeah. And, and by the Chargers, I mean, what is it going to be like when you face Patrick Mahomes, you know, like, I mean, maybe easier, who knows, but the, the, sort of confidence this the magic carpet of confidence that they've been floating on over the first couple of weeks because everything's been going right for them i think is about to fall off and this is a bottom of the division team right here strictly because they're playing in such a tough division and the broncos look for real like i don't know when they figured it out uh, especially with losing jerry judy can't have been easy but this defense looks to, i mean and they they have a good right re- uh, well i guess they've had a really easy schedule too haven't they well that's all good well and, and here's the thing about the raiders too so think about the raiders with this so they 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 had that fluky win against the ravens right mm-hmm. beat up on the terrible steelers mm-hmm. 31 to 28 against the dolphins they almost blew the whole thing against the yeah. dolphins right and then the terrible game where you said they looked pathetic against the chargers on monday night and then they have the Justin Fields Bears, who they who it's they're just gonna it's gonna be some sloppy, terrible game, at Broncos. Where I I agree with you. I mean, I like the Broncos in that game, especially oh, at, at I, Denver. I, the thing of the, the their Achilles heel is gonna be these rough defenses, these like hyper aggressive defenses, and the Broncos are an aggressive defense, and the Bears are hyper aggressive defense. So this is gonna be an extreme test for them uh, over the next couple of weeks. Which here, oh, which comment. and here, which here's the thing, it's a, it's one of these, and I'm almost treating this like a stock, but it's like if it can get through this resistance here of Bears and Broncos, they come out on the other side with Eagles, Giants, Chiefs, Bengals, and Cowboys, Washington, right? They come out with a whole lot of wins that they can rack up if they can come. But if they come out of this three and three, then all of a sudden we got a different situation. You're not catching LA, and this is the same thing. You're not catching all- the Chiefs. This is the same thing we saw with the Raiders last year, bro. They beat the Chiefs and then almost lose to the Jets. Like, this is not a – like, you talk about consistency on the Ravens. The Ravens have way more consistency than the Raiders. The Raiders, any given play, they look like two polar opposite teams. And you never – are the Raiders good or bad? It's been a question for years. It's been a question since before John Gruden got to town. And it's somehow it's still a question. Like, they've never really figured out how to be – how to be scary i don't think anyone fears the raiders on the calendar you know and and that's there are a lot of teams to be feared these days and it's like that's not like the bar to the bar to get up to the playoffs is going to be super high in this division for the next forever and i genuinely think it's just a matter of time before we see gruden just throw his clipboard on the ground and do what Sean McVay did and just go shop car around with a bunch of first round picks to try and bring in somebody he just can trust to just like play consistently. Like maybe, maybe it is Russell Wilson. Maybe it is Aaron Rodgers. you know, I don't know, but he, he's going to want somebody. I mean, I, I think what we saw, how we saw Garoppolo get turned on and how we saw Goff get turned on is, is coming for Carr very, very in very short order. Um, Well, but I think that they were up, you know, again, I can submit to you, you know, 
Could have gotten Trey Lance a long time ago. Could have gotten Matthew Stafford this year. Would have been a great, better version of Derek Carr. Right. But, you know. Um, Let's move on to the AFC South. Uh, This is an interesting one because this is a shitty division. Oh, my God. necessarily know it was going to be this shitty to start the year, but it's shitty. The Titans are somehow the strongest team at 2-2 and through four weeks, and the Titans are weak, and they barely came back to beat the Seahawks. I mean, they looked overpowered for most of that game. So that was really like the Seahawks beat themselves there. So they should be 1-3 and right now. And what does that mean? That means they are on par with the Texans. The Colts look abysmal. Why? Because they're quarterbacked by a by an absolute dud, Carson Wentz. <coughs> well, and then not... let's not talk let's not forget to talk about the Jaguars here for a second. Because I think a lot of us came out this year going, the Jaguars may have the tools to turn it around on the spot. And it, <laughs> it's not it's not going that easy for them. I don't know if you heard about Urban Meyer uh getting his over the weekend you wrote that uh well let me tell you something i did i saw it visually is what i did oh you know what i loved they both it's, it's, there's oh a my God, video I know. that went viral of the girl like grinding on him and in like one version of the video they like blurred out like the downstairs of the image basically so you can't see it it looks super scandalous and then if you see the unblurred version like they're not even touching like they're physically distanced. Which oh is... <laughs> um, man, I just think it's hilarious that like the media is coming out about this and everyone's like, oh my God, do you think he'll be able to weather the storm? And Stephen A's like, oh my gosh, Tim Tebow, do you think he'll make it through this? Like, is, can his reputation recover? And it's like, guys, like Big Ben has been a rapist in the league for years. Like, that, I think <laughs> are we it, really was a, it was really important for one morning. <laughs> it's just. I don't know. I mean, we don't need to get into that too much, but it's just funny to me that that like where people's priorities lie when the entire like world right now is trying to orient towards like reducing like the the domestic violence and the and the you know sexual assaults of the employees, and we're talking about this. I mean, anyway. So <laughs> Trevor Lawrence um is not is not there yet but he's obviously getting better like i think i don't think anyone out here would be foolish enough to to bet trevor lawrence is a bust at this point even with an own four record and all the picks you know no absolutely not but i i just want to i want to put it like this this is the way that i would summarize this division this division is led by a team that just lost to the jets that's who we're talking about the Titans lost to the Jets. That's how bad. That's how bad they are, and they are leading this division, right? Oh. You're talking about the Houston Texans, which are the laughing, which are we're supposed to be the laughing stock of the league, but they're a second place team in this division. Who knows? Honestly, there might be a playoff team. Let me tell you something <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm, I'm. Can I tell you something right now, Keegan? You know me. I'm. You know I'm a betting man. I am going to go find out what those odds are for oh, Houston get Texans get getting to the playoffs because they're. Odds. Keegan, yeah, I am going to get a good odds, but you know what? I got a good shot at hitting them. (laughs) There's a possibility here that none of these other teams, I mean, this is really what the NFC East was last year, right? The, the absolute devastation of everybody's looking at the, at the standings going, all we need is one or two more wins and we can run away with this thing because everyone else is so terrible. But then everyone else is also thinking that and no one can pull ahead. Um, but yeah, I think the I think we're gonna see 
you know, some huge mix-ups here in the next quarter and, and, and the quarters to come. And I don't think necessarily this stands as what we're going to see. I, I think the Titans are probably going to – like, the problem with the Titans is they've looked terrible. But I think that they are better than they've looked. And, uh, you know, they've obviously suffered some injuries in the wide receiver room. So hopefully they'll plug that in and get that together. Their defense looks just, just awful. I mean, I, I know they lost to Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler. They, they, their backfield is just, oh, just there's nobody home. There's nobody there. It's just empty. But, but just Derrick Henry is better than anything else that this division has combined. And that's well, and, where it's going to get through. And that's how they've been playing. I mean, that's how they've been using him. Just like everything is Derrick Henry. Like, quite frankly, like, it, but here's, right, that's always the thing with, with these running backs is if you do that long enough, eventually you're going to get that one play where he goes down and doesn't get up. And then what is your offense? You know, then what are you doing? Who's his backup? Do you even know? I don't know. It's the McNichols dude. Oh, Zion catches McNichols, some passes. Of course. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, all-star. He's going to be a... Uh, plug and play right there um oh good then <laughs> great yeah so i mean we don't need to talk about this division anymore i'm i'm bored of it colts suck. <laughs> i just want to hey if you're a colts fan out there this isn't personal you know it's not about it's not about you it's not about your character it's not about your family or your friends or your city it's just about the fact that you guys you guys went out and spent draft picks on carson wentz that's not that's not on me bro that's on you you know exactly I mean, it's not on you either but it, you know it's on your colts so I probably should have done it this way, and I'm going to do it this way right here, right now. Uh, I'm just going to announce what the playoffs look like as an entire conference because I didn't do it after the divisions yeah. like I said I would because, you know, I'm just a rebel like that. I just no, do what I, I want to do. Some might call you a liar, but go on. Well, you know, those who call me a liar are liars themselves, so that's fine. Yeah, so let, let he who is without lies cast the first stone. You know what I mean? Amen, brother. Thank you for your support. So right now, and this, and you know, the great thing about ESPN is they do the tiebreakers for you. I'm not going to explain them to you, but they do the tiebreakers. So, you know, who's actually winning right now, right now in the AFC, which we just did, uh, the chargers are number one, the chargers, are the number one team uh, in the conference. Then the Bengals are number two. The bills are number three. The Titans are number two. They sneak in because of that division. The Raiders have the number. The Raiders and the Ravens have the uh, the other two uh, wild card games, the other wild card seeds right now, and then uh, Broncos, Browns, and Chiefs right there. Nice. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. So it's very it, it's it's just interesting to see because I feel like one of these teams is going to ride this because I understand that you know it's 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 hard right now. You say, oh well, you know they're three and one now. They're whatever the great easy schedule whatever but here's the thing the schedule is the schedule and one of these teams is going to be able to take that advantage and turn it into a playoff spot that they may we feel they may not deserve right one of these teams that's sitting here right now that you're feeling weird about is going to like make it out and one of these teams that's below that's way under that you think is anyhow maybe even more of them right so you've got to you know you got to start thinking about who that is and if you're one of those whether it's you're someone who's fighting to survive for that playoff spot, you're trying to keep it, or if you're someone who's in the low, this is where, again, already I always emphasize it because I come from a GM perspective a lot of times in this, but it's like this is the time where I'm saying to myself, if I'm in that middle range, I am finding the all-star. I'm finding the disgruntled all-star, and I'm getting him here right now. I'm getting Marvin Jones here right now. I'm going to get Corey Davis from the Jets here right now, you know, something like that. I'm going to get Michael Thomas here right now. I'm going to get Adam Thielen here right now. Something like that. 
but we'll yes. get to we'll get to those guys. But that's just the AFC picture for you. All right, let's uh take me uh take me to the NFC. Take me to the under NFC. the NFC. Okay, well I'll start with the NFC East because it's just so much fun. Um, you know I gotta tell you, this may be the first time that I actually look at the Dallas Cowboys and I buy it. I know, right? Honestly, What's going on with that defense. It, Why are it, they good all of a sudden? It's Trayvon Diggs, or I always I think it's Trayvon Diggs. It's Trayvon Trayvon Diggs, and I always say Trayvon, but it's Trayvon. Um, but I'm telling you, dude, like an all star over here. I don't know what it is. It's really it really was a matter of that secondary, right? And we always, you know, they've been trying to replace Byron Jones, who they let let go to Miami forever, and you know, Byron Jones is sitting on the bench hurt right now in Miami, and. Here goes goes Trayvon Diggs, you know, doing his thing and taking over for him, right? So it's always, you know, the story of the younger man. But I think this is interesting. You know, they don't even have Demarcus Lawrence right now doing this, right? They got a lot of turnovers. You know, listen, they're not beating up on the best teams on earth. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, the Chargers is is probably the one quality win that I would give them, right? The Chargers is a quality win for me in L.A., but Eagles and Panthers, whatever. You know, you almost blew the Panther one. That should have been a bit, much bigger one, right? What I'm encouraged about, though, you know, this is – I'm telling you, you know, they have Amari Cooper, they have CeeDee Lamb, and that's great, okay? I am telling you, not just because I'm a Zeke owner, but just because it's a fact, they are better when Zeke is running the ball like a madman. And he was running the ball like a madman. Not Tony pa- not Tony Pollard. Oh, Tony Pollard, who absolutely Pollard. got murdered on a couple of carries. Uh, yeah, well – by the way. Exactly. Zeke looked like a machine, and that's what you have to have. That's how this offense churns, right? Because how do these guys, how do these CeeDee Lambs and Amari Coopers get open? They don't get their own space. They're great off play action. Oh, I'm wide open. I'm going to burst down the field and be open. I'm going to run a great route, make a big catch on the sidelines, right? That's what they need to be doing. So that needs to be a bigger threat, right? And no one's scared of Tony Pollard, all right? No, I get not and this is it's another example of what I talk about where it's like, you know what, even if even if Tony Pollard is player better than Zeke sometime, the name does matter in this case because defenses know Zeke and defenses account for Zeke. Absolutely. And uh yeah, absolutely. Like you're saying, the more you run the ball with Zeke, the more it opens up the, the field. You know, when you have to commit guys in the middle to stop that bulldozer of a man, you pull bodies off the outside and suddenly you got to leave CD Lamb or Amari Cooper one on one. In fact, Dak is, he looks sharp. He looks like a surgeon out there. I, I never was a huge fan of Dak as far as just like, you know, a great player. You know, I mean, I always like was a fan because he's fun, but um, I never really thought he was going to be playoff material. But uh, he looks like he looks really kind of locked in right now. Um, I'm very excited about this team because the offense was always there we always knew that the stars were there we always knew zeke amari cooper and cd lamb are going to be crazy combination michael gallup you know got hurt but is no slouch back there you know in the number three spot so and tony pollard by the way you know i mean we he of all backups in the league you know he's not a terrible one to have i know he's good i'm just being mean Uh, you know and so what we really like needed to see was the defense and uh, I did, they didn't add a huge ton of defensive talent. Uh, they, they drafted a couple of guys, um, but you know, you never really expect those guys to sort of lock in 
uh, week one, but this defense, maybe it's just it just looks really well coached. The guys are in the right place at the right time. You know, that's when you know it's the coaching. Well, listen, and and this is a situation that happens with a lot of people, right? This is an, and Dan Quinn is another example. This man wasn't meant to be a head coach, but remember, he was the coordinator of the Legion of Boom. Yep. Right. Let's not. Let's not. You know, we made fun of him as we should have, as he deserved, because he was the Falcons' head coach. Okay. So that's him as a head coach. Very funny man. I mean, objectively (laughs) hilarious material here. Um, (laughs) Objectively, objectively, the stereotype of any gym of any gym teacher teaching history in a high school (laughs) in a high school movie. Right. So fine, whatever. That's great. But he's a great defensive coordinator, right? That was a big get for them and it is paying dividends right now. You know, I'm a big, I'm a huge believer in coaching. Um, right. You know, because I do believe that, you know, every, everyone on the field is an NFL player. It doesn't mean that one isn't better than the other, but at some level, you know, they're all great NFL players. And when you get these first and second round picks, well, it's true, but, but when you, but I think in particular, when you draft kids, right, it's like, okay, when you're drafting a kid, that's a second round overall pick, it's like, okay, but he was second round pick starting quarterback for Alabama. Right. Okay. Well, so he was highly recruited. He's been watched a million times. He's very good. Right. Oh, Max so, starting quarterback for Alabama. So you're talking about. I can't help that he's slow. Okay, we don't. If you want me to start going into this, I'm trying to be nice here. I'm just gonna oh, say the, I'm the just record gonna... 77% completion percentage in college. Is that what you're talking about? No, yeah. that's no, that's 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 a really good point. No, if he was if he was playing the tire throw at a carnival, he'd be doing great. Well, I, I mean. Oh. You haven't. <laughs> I'm just saying. He, he probably does. Really, play all those, he probably play, probably wins a lot of stuffed animals yeah. for his lady. Yeah, you big know teddy bear collection. Oh, okay. but he, he's he's got big inflatable those inflatable bouncy balls out the wazoo. Okay. Oh, dude. I mean, oh. I, I just I seriously think that like you're gonna you're gonna find these Mac Jones takes funny in a couple of years when he's. I mean, who? I mean, I don't know if he's the next Tom Brady, but I think he's definitely like a a solid starter in the league for, for many years to come. Um, I'm not saying he's the, not... I, I want to get through this division real quick because um, Man, I won't it, we've been spending a lot of time on the Cowboys, and I just want to pay some lip service here to Taylor Heineke. Really doing it. Good for you, buddy. You know, like, you're, you're, take your 15 minutes, you know? Take your Minshew moment. Um, Eagles... But the defense is terrible in Washington. That's the thing. That's what's so weird about that because we all thought that that was going to be the the strength of the team, and they just look terrible. And this is not like this is not a team that's suffering tons of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Like it's not like they're missing Chase Young or Montez Sweat. These guys are out there. They're just not getting penetration. Their backfield is out there. They're just not making making uh you know picks, getting the turnovers, getting you know forcing mistakes. It's just just a very kind of like standard defense right now. It's, it's confusing. It's well, it's one of these things, you know, pass rush as your way of being good at defense comes and goes, ebbs and flows. You know, Jalen Ramsey is always Jalen Ramsey. And it's yeah. harder to perfect that way because that that it that's a harder thing to do is to lock down receivers than it is to rush the passer. It's harder. But the best ones who are the best at it stay that way for a longer time, right? 
when you're a pass rusher, it sort of comes and goes. You can add a tight end. You can get a better run blocking, uh, you know, running back, right? You can scheme a certain way. You know, you're gonna you have different, you know, run screen plays and trick plays and and lock them in space where, you know, they're always kind of like their momentum's taking them away from the ball at any given time. I mean, I think that's something that we've seen done really effectively against them. Especially if you know that's the strength and you're not right. scared about the other side. And if you see, I mean, this is a team that likes to blitz a lot. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> this is an, uh, the NFL. The more you do that, the like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, you're trying to hurt the quarterback for like, for like the highlight reels or whatever. Like you just want to get hits. Like, this is what I feel like we saw a lot last night uh, against the Patriots of the Tampa defense was just like blitz, 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 blitz. And it's like, yeah, I mean, did you see the two touchdowns that they threw though? It was like to wide open tight ends in the end zone. Like at some point, this is going to bite you in the ass. I feel like the, we see this. I mean, honestly, you could say this about the Eagles too, because the Eagles came out looking like they had a fire D line. Right. And they've been exposed as very susceptible because they're just like never, they aren't that well coached. I mean, you can see it. They're not that well positioned they're not being led to to win they're being they're they're running a much more kind of uh experimental kind of trust your players put them in the spot and see what happens kind of and obviously nobody's doing that 100 percent. but the teams that are that are the most in control like the cowboys look right now are going to come away with with the division championship more often than not and you know just the giants yada yada we all know um yeah, they've been suffering a lot of a lot of injuries. I do think they actually have not looked terrible on either side of the ball. It's just kind of not coming together uh, perfectly for them. Daniel Jones looks fine. Uh, he he he's not turning the ball over as much as he was before. Is kind of the nicest thing you can say about him. But um, the this is, seems like the Cowboys' division to lose right now. NFC West, huh? How about this? How about the Cardinals? Best team in the league. Arizona baby, I tried to tell. Maybe they didn't need Cal Pitts after all. Apparently, uh, apparently Max Williams is fine. Yeah. Apparently, that's all you need. I know. Seriously, that's all you need. Max Williams and uh, and a whole bunch of receivers just kind of, kind of sprinting around, being smart. This is kind of like the Chiefs' formula here, just kind of working out in real time almost. Um, Although, again, if I were if I were them, Bears, I'd hit the Bears and I'd say, hey, I know you guys are holding on to that Jimmy Graham guy. He's on your bench. I'd love to take him for a seventh round, here. for a What's seventh round pick. Colors? Something, just something, just 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 somebody as like a middle of the field option. Because like, I would like a ninety-five year old man to drop passes in the middle of the field. Jimmy Graham, that's who it is. <laughs> well, because here's the because here's here you don't want to go full because here's what happens in the Super Bowl with full Chiefs, right? What happened with full Chiefs is you know. They focus, and you know, and then for the Chiefs is just poor planning because they have Travis Kelsey, right? But you know, you you can't do the run around and find your receivers like that all the time, because then you're gonna get pass rushed and you're gonna get whacked, and it's gonna, and you know, you don't want that. For, I know Kyler Murray can extend plays. You're not supposed to extend plays all the time. That's kind of what we said with Russell Wilson too. It's like, yeah, I know we're seeing him extend all these plays, but like, and doing all these miraculous comebacks, but like. He's not supposed to have to do that. He's supposed to be winning by a lot. Yeah. It's supposed to be okay, right? So I, you know, we just we got we got we got we got to make sure that we're smart here. And I and I and I 
I the only reason I'm not being negative about Arizona, obviously, because I'm very obviously very happy with the four zero start. But I think again, I don't want people to get so like fine with themselves because they started off very well last year too. And how did that turn out for them? Yeah, you know, don't just take the take this as an opportunity. Oh, we've got a good streak going. Let's double down on this. That means we should double down on this team. It doesn't mean we should just leave the team alone. You know, if your bet is going this well, I mean, I hate to use a betting analogy, but it's like, you know, if you bet up on, if you bet down on a stock, right, and it goes up and it, and it takes off way higher than you're expecting to, you don't take everything out. You, you know, you, are you going to take everything out? Or are you going to say, all right, are you going to say, all right, well, then let's keep going. Let's ride yeah. it. It's like, well, you, if you want to get a Super Bowl, your ultimate goal is a Super Bowl, right? If you're just trying to get to the playoffs, yeah, then just chill out and wait there. And you'll probably end up at, you know, nine and seven, and maybe you'll sneak in the playoffs this time. Yeah. But if you really have Super Bowl aspirations and winning this division aspirations, and you want to beat the Rams, who aren't going anywhere, you well, know, you gotta, you like, gotta. It's time. It's the time to focus on something like that. Because like, look at look at the, the teams Jaguars. They can't be in this division. Like all, like the Jaguars have been drafting um, excellent players at the top of the draft for for years and years and years. And where are those players? Where's Yannick Ngakwe? He's on the Raiders. Where's Jalen Ramsey? He's in LA. You know, it's like you, you, the point of the draft is to get these players and lock them down and you have the contract and you pick the best one and then you keep them on your team because they're the best. But it's like, they're just, they're just fretting these guys away. Like at some point you have to be willing to lock in and, and sell out. And it's like, you're so right. Like you can't split the difference between this year and next year. Then you're going to get zero Super Bowl rings both years. If you go hard one year, then that might actually be the recipe for success. You think the Bucks were out there planning for the future when they signed a 45-year-old quarterback? No, but they won a Super Bowl. Well, exactly. And that's the point. And that well, that's the point. It's working. What's what's working right now? The Bucks and the Chiefs. That's what's working. And that yeah. all they do is just splash after splash, splash move after splash move. You know, that's what's working right now. Like I understand that, like, and there are these teams that are this is what I'm talking about when I always talk about what Bill Belichick is doing. And I'm very, being very clear. This Bill, what Bill Belichick is not doing in terms of like, he still thinks it's his Bill Belichick era where he's going to like seven yard, seven yard pass his way down the field and just snipe with Tom Brady. But it's like, dude, Tom Brady is not in that offense anymore. Tom Brady's not running that offense. He's running a better offense he's with loaded sh- weapons. He's running gun. He's just shooting down the field. It's so true. With I mean, better weapons because that's the era. I mean, at this point, we should probably point out too that this is what the Rams did, right? Which is the team right under the Cardinals in the division. Is they went out and did, they said, I'm going to spend first round draft picks on an older quarterback, a 32 year old quarterback that we think can win us a Super Bowl right now because the team's there and I don't want to waste my years. I don't want to waste my chances with Cooper Cup's contract. I don't waste my chances with, you know, Aaron Donald's age and, and Jalen Ramsey's speed. So this is where I'm going to do it and, and I'm going to sell out. And that's smart. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, when we go down the list, the Seahawks are two and two. They should probably be three and one. They just choked away that that Titans game. Um, Unbelievable. So I think they're just like pretty much the Seahawks haven't really been any different than the for the past several years. Like they are what they are. They're gonna win a bunch in the regular season. Like this is just not really like an important like narrative for me to watch right now until later in the season because they are never what they appear to be. You know, it's just like really hard to prescriptively look at them well the and- problem is the seahawks are good but it's just like well the problem and good in the sense of they're as good as they usually are but the division has gotten better around them i know can you imagine if the seahawks were in the freaking nfc east like Ooh. they would just like devastate every single year 
Exactly. <laughs> they uh, wish. But uh, yeah, and then the Niners, like I think what we have to say about the Niners is like, yes, good for you for trading up all your picks and getting Trey Lance. Like clearly that was your your man and you wanted him and you shot your shot. But like now where you're just kind of in this limbo ground of like, oh gosh, is it Jimmy? Is his foot hurt? Is it Trey? Is he only okay? Was it his fault or would he just not practice? And oh my God, defense is good some weeks and not good other weeks. Like, it's just like, what is happening in that city? I don't know, but this is not the division to play these games in, you know? Bro, we, and we should have mentioned it back in the uh, in the divisional thing. Zach Wilson got his first win last week, and you know, comes all, everyone making fun of him. Four interceptions, looked bad. This and that, and the other thing. You know, he looked a lot better. He beat the Titans, who you know are not. You know, they were a playoff team a while back. I know it's because of that terrible division, but they beat the Patriots too. They a good defense. You know what I mean? There's, there's not. There's a lot of. There was a lot of good, believe it or not, on that Titans defense, whether it's there anymore or not. Right, yeah. and. You know, so I I just think that that needs to be remembered when you think about this stuff because they're all insistent. Oh my God, all the reports now. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, we were never expecting the Trey. First of all, there we were never expecting the Trey Lance would start this year. I'm like, uh, have you um, ever done oh, a medical that's... report on Jimmy Garoppolo once in your what 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 about the Paper Mario quarterback that you yeah, have? Yeah, remember that he has that never played sixteen full games. Are you kidding start. me? And then I mean, he played sixteen games one season. He's over thirty. He's he's never played more than seven outside of that. And on the other side, it's like everybody on Twitter, everybody online, the entire offseason was just posting all these stats about like the every time a rookie quarterback gets drafted it's like an average of like two and a half games before they come in you know even when the teams absolutely insist every single time their starting quarterback is their starting quarterback we saw it with baker we saw it with justin herbert we saw it with trey lance we saw it with justin fields in the first week of this season you know we we see it everywhere and we saw it with tua and and ryan fitzpatrick like there's just no um there is no loyalty for the for the older guys um but so let's move on. NFC North, bro. Um, Packers are three and one leading the division. It just seems like, yeah, they turned it on after the Saints. They probably should have won that game too. Like they got devastated, obviously, but like given what they given that they look like the Packers they are and the Saints look like what they look like, that that seems like who you would have bet on in that game. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like they, they seem really good. They get a lot of wins. Aaron Rodgers, really good quarterback, you know. Uh, last season with the team purportedly, Aaron Rodgers' super team coming next year to a theater near you. Um, Very excited for that. Very yeah. excited. I just feel like the Packers, like, they look like a powerhouse. But, I mean, they are in a cupcake division. They always have been. They've always been this, the biggest fish in a small pond. And, quite frankly, they – their organization is absolutely too toxic and fucked up to go places in the playoffs. Like even if they can, they, they're powerful enough to just steamroll over the weaker teams. But when they get into the playoffs, it's like, there's no cohesion on that bench. There's no cohesion in the locker room. There's no cohesion in the front office. So it's just like, if you're looking, if you're a Packer fan and you're like, Oh, three and one, like, this is it. This is the time. It's just like, just pray Aaron Rodgers leaves in a, in a clean and, not devastating manner for your organization and just start over with Jordan Love because guess who loves to start for the Packers? Jordan Love. He's going to be thrilled about it. Right. They were 13 and three twice. So yeah. I'm not concerned about the Green Bay Packers record. Right. You know what I mean? I know they can win. I get it. 
the Seahawks are the same way. It's like, yeah, they can get 13 wins any given year. Like they can win most games in the pre in the regular season. It's just somehow it's like once you get into crunch time, I don't know. The Bears are basically doing the same thing as the, the thing that the Niners are right now, where it's like, we're committed to our older guy, but also he's injured. So also here's the new kid, but also he's not that good. But don't look now. He's going to be better. Uh, um, and this is not a way to win football games. And this is not a way to to build a dynasty, like build a future. It, it seems like this whole operation is just like limping along. I don't even know what to, I just don't even want to look at the Bears right now. The Vikings are, they look good. I don't know why they're one and three, quite frankly, because like if you watch their games, like they seem like they're doing well. Uh, they're just apparently not, you know, putting it together all at the same time. But like Dalvin Cook looks great. Adam Thielen's catching a lot of touchdowns. Justin Jefferson getting a lot of deep yards. Kirk Cousins not throwing a lot of picks. And their defense is not the Minnesota defense of a couple of years ago, uh, clearly. But this, this, this is a big train wreck. Honestly, it just never seems to work out for them. The 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 offensive pieces seem to be good enough, and it never seems to fit well enough. I think that's, you know, seems like a Mike Zimmer issue. You know, I don't know. I mean, I never, I never really feel like everyone, anyone on that team is good enough to quite go to the Super Bowl. They always seem good, not like great. You're not like ready for the Super Bowl. They always seem good. Oh, they might make it in there. Maybe they'll win a game. That's yeah. about it. And they've that's never, crazy. no matter how much they improve, they always feel that good at best, and usually met. And 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 I and I think it's especially the case that you know Kirk Cousins cutting down the interceptions. That's good, but I'm worried that like now here's the problem. Now is now he's gonna be he's gonna get all in his head about that, and when the big moments come, he's gonna get throw. He's gonna go throw the same stupid interceptions. I mean, Kirk I'm not Cousins about is, is the textbook. Uh, he can play when there's nothing on the line quarterback right he's just like mr not clutch <laughs> and he's always going to be this way and the vikings are buried under his contract they would love to get out of it they're just going to stick with it for a couple more years because they can't eat the dead cap and then they're going to draft somebody and move on and adam thielen will probably i mean if they're smart they'll trade adam thielen this year before the deadline because if you've got if you're sitting on a guy who scores who has scored like 17 touchdowns in his last 16 games or something crazy like that and you're also not winning football games, then this is where you go get draft capital in return for it and start your rebuild, you know? Um, Lions, uh, they're fun. I love them. They're fun to watch. I like Goff with his little, like, I, I like that Goff's been taken down a peg and he's just kind of like Mr. Underdog now. I like Jamal Williams. This is just a fun team that they're truly terrible. <laughs> truly not not good at I think it's gonna be an interesting team in like two years. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> right? Get have some fun in picks. two years. They have all those first round picks. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I want to see and who they draft. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun in like two years. Yeah. Right now it's just weird. Two years. Two years. And we all know Anthony Lynn can coach a mediocre team. So oh, buddy. We are gonna be a bad team. It's a mediocre one. Listen, we're gonna get five to seven wins by by twenty twenty four. Totally, I'll tell you that. I promise you. Uh, how long do you think before they uh move on from from Goth? You think how many seasons do you think Goth gets to fail with the Lions before they don't want him anymore? Because they were kind of forced to take him, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I really think it depends. I mean, he could get shipped around. If, if Foles was shipped around as many times as he was, there's no reason why Goff wouldn't yeah, be traded every again. Every time he moves, a different team takes, like, a chunk off his salary, so it gets cheaper and cheaper for the new team. Right. Well, I, th- I mean, I think it, for me, you know, if I'm the line, it depends on the, you know, the draft situation. Where do I end up? If I have the first overall pick and I can get Spencer Rattler, I want him. I'll say yeah. that for sure. True. You know? All right, so let's talk about the NFC South. This is uh, the last division we're going to do today. It's the one with the Saints and the Bucks in it. You got Saints uh, and the Panthers. I don't know. This division seems kind of stupid. I don't think the listeners care. I yeah, guess. I mean, well, it's got a lot of stupid teams in it, stupid fans. So, yeah, that was a little, that was a little dig. Um, no, I mean, let's talk about let's talk about Tom Brady and the Bucks. Like, definitely more susceptible than like than we initially thought. I think we all kind of in the off season like had some selective memory about how perfect this team is, just because they managed to beat the Chiefs so readily. We like endowed them with that identity, and it's like, well, they're not God. Like, they, they genuinely, the Rams like made them look like a pretty average offense, uh, and I know that's like that's kind of the gold standard defense right there right now in in LA but the there's ways and this is what we're seeing with Patrick Mahomes however much you think these guys are gods because you've never seen them lose before there is a way to make them lose and it's just a matter of time until somebody figures it out and um you know they're they're great players they're going to be great for a long time and obviously Tom Brady has a storied career of being great and no one's really figured him out but uh overall there's going to be moments where these teams can be beaten and if they can be beaten they can be eliminated from the playoffs and that means it's really anybody's game you know um the panthers sam darnold what do we what what are we seeing here huh rushing leader leading the league in rushing touchdowns amongst all players not just quarterbacks well before we go i just want i want to throw something at you with the bucks if i can i just want to do a little experiment with you i want you to stop me when you hear the tough the game where you have a question in your mind whether the bucks are going to win or not okay okay you stop me when you have a question in your mind even the slightest okay these are their next games okay now remember now remember folks they're one loss to the rams and they beat the cowboys the falcons and the patriots okay all right mm-hmm. dolphins no e- eagles Mm-mm. bears Mm-mm. saints Mm-mm. washington Mm-mm. Giants. Nope. Colts. Nope. Falcons. Nope. So what is that? So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Their next eight games are all easy ones. And the next one is the Bills. That's where you'll probably have, have a fight. But their next eight games are pretty easy to look at wins. So yeah, they're not looking great, but they're probably going to be 11 and 1 when you when by the time we get there and then what? And then and then and then they play the Bills and then again, Bills, Saints, Panthers, Jets, Panthers, right? My Saints fan optimism tells me that the that I, I would want me to believe that the Buccaneers are somehow going to win or lose one of the games against the Saints. Probably not going to happen. Realistically, they they might lose the game against the Bills, and that's about it. They may have one more loss ahead of them. Fifty, you look at a fifteen and two record, just based on like their schedule and the weakness of their schedule, and it's just like, you know, you go into this division fifteen and two. I mean, their their regular season's already pretty much set. You know what I mean? Maybe you, you count for a, a bad loss in one in one shape or form. All right, fourteen and three. 
you know? I feel like this is kind of like you're exposing some conspiracy here because they literally, literally, like, in a row, they just face the two worst divisions in football, just every every team. They're just, like, through. They're going to face every single NFC East team? Like, that's a cakewalk of its season for a, a team that won the Super Bowl last year. That seems kind of almost like like rigged, you know? NFC East and AFC North. Yeah, this is just not uh, – none of this is going to be tough for them. And then, like, the Bears and this, like, oh, my gosh. It's like, this is going to be – you're right. They're, they're going to cruise. And they should – I mean, the Rams were probably the toughest matchup they're going to have this year. The Bills is probably going to be tough. But, I mean, it, the, the real question for them is going to be about their backfield because they've lost so many corners already, and they managed to sign Richard Sherman. Uh, hot news alert. Um, no. he was playing pretty well, uh, but not amazing, but pretty well, uh, against the Pats. But, uh, that Murphy Bunting's gone. I mean, everybody's gone. Everybody's freaking hurt. So we'll have to see if, you know, that ends up being their Achilles heel because they actually had like a weirdly healthy year last year when they won the Super Bowl. Maybe that's the key to winning a Super Bowl, not losing. It's just not getting her. Hey, 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 guys, guys, I want you to go out there. And I want you to not get hurt, okay? Dad, hey, Tom, talking to you, buddy. Easy. Tom, I know you're old. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, the Saints, man. Uh, yeah, this is going to be what it's going to be this year. Jameis, just get out. You know, I, I'm, I'm sick of it already. I, I was never... You know, you know, I was talking some shit about Jameis all last year, um, but I, I at least thought we would see like passing yards from him and then also interceptions. But it's just fucking boring to watch him, dude. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, dude, it's it's it's. I'm tired of the back and forth. I'm tired of this and that. You're exactly right. Like there, there is no, there's no juice. To it anymore. There's no the escapability that I thought would be there is not there, and that's sort of you know what I was holding my hat on is like okay yeah if he throws some interceptions that's fine but he also gets some cheap third downs and you know makes some plays like that I was hoping Connor, for that. You don't understand. He got LASIK, so he's different. He's a much better quarterback now. Now 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 he can see it when he's getting it getting yeah, it so now it's in crystal clear 4K <laughs> when the 400 pound men are decking him out. It's so good. He can see the jersey number of the guy who's picking him off. It's so <laughs> clear, dude. It's great. Don't oh, worry, man. it was never the eyes. He just sucks. Don't yeah, worry so, about it. Uh, dude, no, I think like I yeah. Your whole thing here is they should tank and draft Spencer Rattler. Like it might even already with two wins be too late to do that. Yeah, it's too it's too late to do that at this point. I mean, I think I think the schedule I think the NFC is weak. I think they can get themselves an easy wild card, do you know, without even trying. I mean, I mean if you really think about this, right? Let's look. So the division winners are Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, basically, you expect the two to others to come out of the NFC West because it's not going to. Is it going to be the NFC East? Would it be Washington, no. Philadelphia? No, absolutely it's not. Almost definitely going to be the Rams and the Seahawks, the Cardinals and the Seahawks, or the Rams and the Cardinals, right? Like that's what you that's what you would expect. So that's so that's basically what it comes down to. If one of those teams falters, you know, listen, I don't I don't believe in the Carolina Panthers. 
But the, I guess this is where I'm stuck, right? Because I'm like, I don't think they're going to be able to be good enough to beat any of those NFC West teams or to beat, or, you know, they're going to be at the big, the Panthers are probably going to snag that other wild card spot if they can, you know, the Vikings might come back up, you know, I mean, I just don't think they're good enough to compete at that level. And so that's why I kind of feel, you know, it's not to say you, you epically lose games, but I also think there is a, a lot of value to saying, you know what? My Michael Thomas may have to be traded next offseason, right? Yeah. You gotta you gotta let him go off at the at the end of the season, have him go off, and then get him out of here. You know, Dude, Mario it's, Davis. It's, the fans are stuck in something that I, I Cameron Jordan. Gotta I go. don't envy ever, which is the partial rebuild, which is such a pain in the ass because it's like we're like oh splitting the difference, like oh maybe we'll be good. I'm still holding out hope we're gonna be good, but I'm not gonna act like we're gonna be good. But I'm holding out hope, and so I'm not gonna act like we're gonna be bad. We're just going like, to float through. This is what the Pats did last year. It happened to work out because one of the elite quarterbacks in the draft fell to 15, which almost never should have happened. But it's like, man, the, the, that was a horrible tank. I mean, they had the 15th overall pick. Like, that's quite literally splitting the difference, right? You couldn't be the only way to get closer into the middle. Um, so, like, this is what I want for the Saints is just, like, I, I keep Kamara and just just – Start rebuilding that offense. The defense is great. Don't you don't need to, you don't need to mix up the defense. Defense is kicking it. That's not the problem. The problem is that their offense is built around a smart quarterback, and they don't have one of those right now because that guy retired. Um, the Falcons, dude. It's just like, is anyone surprised about this? Is it, they had the fourth overall pick last year? Is, is, does it, does that make them better? Are they? Do we think they're going to be better? Yeah, yeah, they got they got weapons. They're there. They don't use them. They have Kyle Pitts. They don't use them. Oh, they did a great Calvin job Ridley, they don't spending use a fourth overall pick to draft a player that sees like two, three targets a game. Oh, thank God for that. That's oh, that was worth the top five pick. Oh, definitely, because it's the game changer. You know how you always can tell when a top five pick was well spent when your team is going to have the same record next year that they did last year. If that, um, yeah. So I mean, this team just needs to get rid of Matt Ryan. Like it, it, we we always talk shit about Matt Ryan being like kind of like one of the sub elite quarterbacks. Like, and everyone talked about him like he was a a great quarterback and he was really just a pretty good quarterback. But he's not even that pretty good quarterback. You you know anymore? Like he he's not even the Matt Ryan of of twenty seventeen who was throwing airing it out for five thousand yards. Like this Matt Ryan can't do much. And he's not smart enough to overcome his physical deficiencies at this point in his career. So right, yeah, it's just it's like a train wreck. Like just get him out, get, draft draft somebody. I'm honestly Trey Lance would have been a really good fit for this team if they had been able to finagle that fourth into him. But or, I mean, yeah, let's just uh, just wait it out a year if you're a Falcons fan and and come back next year. Unless you mean you got Cordell Patterson in your fantasy team, then you're gonna have a good time. Well, apparently he's the core of the offense. Yeah, well, it's always always great when the best player on your team is a special teams player on other teams. You know, nice guy. It's success. Yeah. Um. So that'll do it, folks. That's our uh, that's our review quarter of the season. You can call it a quarterly review. You know. Um. It's uh, interesting. A lot of stuff in NFC specifically is pretty much exactly how we thought it was going to go. Um. AFC is a little bit more of a mix up, but we're still we're still seeing kind of the numbers uh, uh, write themselves here. And I think when we check back in uh, to do a mid-season review, we're definitely going to have 
uh, even more kind of similar season to what we expected coming into the year and that the uh, the Patriots will have a couple more wins. The Chiefs will have a couple more wins. The Raiders will fall off. You know, the Browns will stay up. Um, the Bengals will be more middling, these types of things, you know. Um, the Jaguars will probably not go 0-17 this year, uh, if you're wondering. Uh, yeah, that'll do it for me. Like, I, I, I think the biggest thing I would say, like, kind of takeaway through the season at this point is just like, gosh, it's fun. Football's great. Fucking love it. <laughs> I'll just say this is. I mean, I have made this clear that this is the moment uh, where the teams that are on the bubble or the teams that are up top and feel like they're not even supposed to be in the playoffs, and now they're up top. I'm looking at the Denver Broncos, you know. I'm I'm looking at the Washington football team as somebody. I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers, you know. I'm I'm looking at these teams like the Arizona Cardinals, or maybe even the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Maybe even oh, I don't know, maybe even a team like the Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> a team that could use a little bit of an upgrade, the Vegas Raiders. There's so many teams that are just sort of middling and waiting and they're they're in a good spot, but you know that you know that they're all gonna blow it. You know what I mean? You know, you like we've said, they're all gonna drop. And it's like at some point, are you ever gonna double down and invest and say, Hey, you know what? Maybe we'll get this star player. Now listen, you can't get these trades going now. Right, it's too early. Everyone still thinks they have a chance, but I'm saying if you're a smart GM, you're plotting it out. You're looking at your roster, saying where are the holes, where and where are teams collapsing around me? Because to me, I'm looking at the Giants. There's going to be a certain man named Kenny Galladay, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see him going somewhere. To be yeah, honest with you, buddy, be barking on Twitter to request a trade any day now. Uh, any any yeah. day now. You could yeah, see some. Yeah. You, you could see some Atlanta weapons get out of. You could see yeah. Atlanta weapons could get out of there. Absolutely for sure. You could see some Marvin Jones out of Jacksonville. They usually those old guys don't last too long in yeah. those situations. Corey Davis, that's everything. So there's a lot. There's a lot of options. I keep telling you the Juju Smith Schuster situation is open. There are a lot of options if you're smart and if you think about it. Brandon Cooks on the Houston Texans. Yeah, Come Brandon on. Cooks is a prime candidate to go to a. Uh, playoff contender um, so, there, so there's plenty of opportunity and a lot of teams that could use that a lot of teams yeah. are right on the borderline who could make those type of moves and i'm i'm telling you right now that they're smart to planning it now and we'll look back okay we'll look back in two or three weeks you know when those moves are made and i'm, I'm there's always going to be one move made. there's always no, at there's going to be a lot of it. it's, like, it's off season taught us anything it's the era of of splash it's the era of hype. It's the era of making the the media and the fans like go through cycles talking about you and speculating, and that's what sells the jerseys and and gets the YouTube hits and everything that makes them all their good good moolah. Um, one thing I do just want to point out too: rookies don't win Super Bowls. Like rookie quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls ever. Rookie wide receivers don't typically contribute in large ways to Super Bowl teams. The one position where rookies can sometimes have an impact is uh, defensive end, uh, and even uh, there, yeah, even there, it's it's rare. Um, so I just want to say, like, if you're if, if you're a team that's going to make a bunch of draft picks and think that they're going to go win the Super Bowl, that's not how it works. You're drafting jobs. You're drafting a. a routine and, and a commitment for yourself to go build these players and develop them you're drafting a future team if you're trying to win trade your draft picks 
It's not going to help you. If you're trying to win this year, next year, the year after that, you don't need that first round pick unless it's at the very top. It's which you're probably not trying to win. If it is, then you don't need that. What you need is win now players. What you need is studly corners with experience. You need a quarterback who has has the ability to overcome hardships. Like the, these things are going to come to fruition for a team if they draft guys, if they sign guys that have more years in the league and they don't try to go draft and fill out their team with rookies every year because that's that you're just begging to be just like continually almost good if you do that. In the state of mediocrity that my Saints are in right now, exactly. well, you're not too bad, but you're not good enough to win anything either. And football is not a is not a sport of a just good enough. It's a sport of you ain't first, you're last. You're uh, so thank you very much, everyone. Have a great uh, week, and and we'll see you next time on Fallback Football. Like and subscribe. <laughs>